Welcome to episode 108, where we talk to Douglas Azar, who is the CEO and co-founder of Wealth Initiative. Today we talk about different accelerators, we talk about blockchain, and the idea of just do it. Make sure to stay tuned. Welcome everybody to episode 108 of the Startup Show. Today we are here at the offices of Wealth Initiative and I'm very excited to welcome today in the hot seat, Douglas, who is the CEO and co-founder. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me here and welcome to our nice office in Zurich. It's a big pleasure to have you. I'm excited to always meet new people. So maybe give us a brief introduction of who, who you are. Sure, yeah. Thank you for asking. So my name is Douglas Azar. I'm uh, from France. I grew up in Paris. Then uh, I studied business law in, uh, in Paris, went to a business school in the west of France. Then I started my career in Société Générale. It's a French bank based uh, in France, but I studied in New York. Stayed there like two years, then moved to Dubai for a couple of years. Stayed like nine years over there from uh, 2004 to 2014. And then moved to Zurich finally four years ago. And uh, my background is more wealth management banking. And then decided to set up my company two years ago. How was that transition, let's say, from corporate to startup world? It's not too difficult. You just, the story is like you ask yourself when you're working for a bank, for instance, what should I do, what should I do? But when you do the jump, super easy. The next day you do your stuff, you know what to do, you talk to people. And I think the transition was pretty clear and, and smooth on my side. When you look at, let's say, entrepreneurship as a, as a whole, what is the most exciting part about it? Wow, good question. What is the most exciting? I think everything for me is meeting the right people and uh, to do stuff that you wanted to do, you know. At least you can build your team. It's all your choices. So if you want to work, you work. If you want to travel, you travel. So it's really like hands-on, you know, and, uh, and do uh, the way you want things to be done. So I think it's great, you know, to decide everything you, you can. That's for me is a good, uh, good plus. Everything sounds very shiny. Any challenges that you see in entrepreneurship? Wow, also? too many challenges. <laughs> everything, essentially, everything is a challenge. You know, everything you have to deal with news and bad news and everything. So at the end of the day, yeah, it's a lot of challenges. I would say like 80% challenges, 20% fun. Fun is like, it's so, it's so great that at the end of the day, you cope with it and you just go ahead and do your stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Briefly, before we go into Wealth Initiative, yeah. which is your startup, I would like to hear your experience of the F10. F10 was great. So we started, I think, November uh, 2016. It was for six months. It was a great program. So we were part of the second batch. Basically, it was 10 great companies from all over the world, mainly in fintech. And it was amazing. I think the mentoring was great. Uh, people working over there are just sensational. And, uh, and I think opening doors as well with banks and uh, other uh, stakeholders was, uh, was a good plus. So all in all, it was a great experience. Yeah. Now with Fusion, any first Yes, now we are part of Fusion. That's correct. Uh, started a couple of months ago. This program is one year. Yeah. And the good thing with F10 is like the program was called Prototype to Product. Mm -hmm. Which and Fusion is more like product to go to market. So now it's more going to market, acquiring clients and talking to customers. So the whole thing makes sense. And Fusion is amazing as well. I think they are the great team and the great connection. So all in all, I'm very, very happy. Good. So so let's get into Wealth Initiative. Sure. So give us a short pitch so my audience and I fully understand what you currently work on. Okay, cool. So Wealth Initiative is focusing on the, on the wealth management side of uh, of the industry. What yes. we have basically is three offering. So we have one, it's a marketplace for non-bankable assets. And when we talk about non-bankable assets, you have four categories. The first one is real estate, then you have art, then passion investment, which also called high-end collectibles, and finally shares in private companies. 
So we look after the four categories. What we do, we have a marketplace, an automated valuation tool. So you directly put your criteria and we give you a price. So it could be for real estate, art, passion investment. So that's pretty cool. And then we're now working on the blockchain to trace the provenance of all the assets. Because for us, it's quite important once you have a marketplace and the valuation tool to make sure the assets are known and the provenance is recorded. So that's why the blockchain is very useful. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, yeah, blockchain is useful definitely for the technology, but also to probably keep track who owns what at what Exactly, point. who, like the ownership would be one, exactly who and what at what price. And then especially for like, let's say, let's talk a classic car, what was the maintenance, who was the owner, what was it stored, what happened with the car. So the whole thing, one is on the blockchain, it's immutable, so you have all the record. I think that's great because it's really track the provenance of all the object and provenance influence uh, the price as well. So all in all, I think we have a great story here from A to Z. Yeah. When you look at, let's say, um, you know, the problem you're solving, what is the key problem that, say, you see like these ultra high net worth individuals I think um, the, that you try to solve? That's a great great question. So the first problem would be for me the inefficiency of the market. So when you, when you look at all these kind of assets, it's like ages to sell. So liquidity would be one of the issues. The second issue would be the fragmentation of the market. And the last one would be the high intermediary fee. So if you go to an auction houses or some brokers, they're going to take between 5% to 30%. And we think it's not sustainable. So now the, the, the way is like uh, maybe a transaction fee should be a couple of basis points or so maybe 1%, 2%, but no way spending one third of your spending on the transaction fee. We think it's not sustainable. That's why we decided to set up the company. Mm -hmm. So let me walk quickly through, let's say, the process. So let's say, let's say I was an ultra high net worth individual yeah, sure. and I own a house. How do I use your platform? It's a peer-to-peer. -peer. Basically, you would upload the asset on the platform, yeah. and then we'll kind of verify it, and then we, you connect with other peers. So at the end of the day, now the platform is used with uh, banks and family offices. Mm -hmm. So for banks, we do the synergies internally. So first in one bank, so client A selling to client B. So you know you connect the clients within a bank, and then we're going to open it to multi-banks. And for family offices, it's more like peer-to-peer -peer family offices. So instead of going through broker, family offices would be able to sell and buy their assets among themselves. So the, the thing is like cutting the middleman, basically, which is kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's always, a, big nowadays, yeah. it's always a good business if you can yeah. cut out the middleman. Especially in this kind of uh, assets, because the, the fees are just uh, massive. So we think it has to, be, has to decrease, yeah. Absolutely. I was always looking into the liquidity of startup investments, which I guess uh, if you invest in private companies, it's probably very similar, especially if you have it on the blockchain. There are also yeah. a couple of initiatives now where I saw the VC based on blockchain, so you can have the trading of the equity easier done than... But that's private. great. At the end of the day, uh, legally, it's kind of an issue because you have to set up an SPV and everything, but I'm fully with you. At the end of the day, I have invested in a couple of startups in France, in London, and um, and kind of uh, all over, and I'm stuck, you know. So either there's an IPO or a trade sale, or the way you, you are on the right for like 10, 10, 15 years. So liquidity is a big, big issue, I do agree. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the fintech trends that you see currently in Switzerland. I'm yeah. sure you look a little bit left and right. I also, you just told me we're here in a fintech hub. What kind of, let's say, startups do you see currently being, let's say, trendy? Oh, trendy is a big, uh, big word, but at the end of the day, you have two kind of area, I think, like the blockchain is one, yep. for sure. So you have a lot of uh, blockchain startup. Uh, that's great. It's going with the crypto crypto world as well. This is going to grow. And you see a lot of ICOs, for instance. So it's great that startup like in the blockchain space can like uh, find funding. So that's one. And then anything to do with AI as well is a, is a big topic. So I would say like blockchain and AI 
to be the hottest trend for like 18 and even uh, even 19. So you have a couple of implementation and good startup dealing in this field. So I think it's uh, with the support of the accelerators and others, I think Switzerland is a well placed, you know, to be the hub for blockchain would be maybe Zug, wealth management would be Geneva, anything to do with investment banking, um, cybersecurity, and maybe um, loan origination would be more Zurich. So how I see it. I saw on your website uh, you're planning for an ICO. Yeah, um, we might. Yeah, that's correct. At the end of the day, so we set up like we have a white paper and everything. So now we are sounding the market. But uh, that's uh, part of the plan for 18. That's correct. So we're just waiting now for the kind of regulation to make sure we have uh, we don't infringe the regulation. And then we are we are looking for key investors. But that's part of the plan for Q2 or Q3 this year. That's correct. Mm -hmm. What do you see, let's say, the key advantages of, let's say, ICO versus traditional VC funding? That's a good question. At the end of the day, it would be, uh, for me, the community. So you manage to build a community of, um, for me, it could be wealthy individuals or family offices or people working in banks. So you're sort of getting and trying to get some clients. With the community you are building on, uh, on Telegram, on, on other, like... Uh, Social media, you already have the clients, you know, so people going to buy the token will be as well clients. So for us, it's great. And I think the process is kind of the same. You know, it would be six months for an ICO and the process for to get funding from VCs or even seed would be like six months as well. So if you do the if you do the trade off, I think it's uh, it's much better. And then we are like a blockchain base. So it makes sense in this front. Yeah. When you look at, say, in the next, let's say, 10, 15 years, wealth management, what will it look like? Let's say, how will we manage our wealth in the next uh, Once decade? again, it's a great question. You know, like, it's kind of tough to say like 10, 15 years. But I think in the next couple of years, I see wealth management, the banker having a different role. So instead of managing only 50% of the asset of a client, which are the listed securities like bonds, equities, and funds, I think the bankers are going to start looking at the total wealth of the client. So that's our part, the non-bankable asset, I think going to merge and the banks will have to manage the whole wealth of a client instead of only the liquid assets. That's what I see. So I don't, when you talk to people, sometimes they say, oh, the bank are going to disappear. You have robo-advisors, they are useless and everything. But I still think that in this area, uh, bankers are key and the wealthy clans wants to talk to someone so they're not going to disappear the role going to change that's my uh, that's my view and so what what family office is for that's what they usually do no yeah as well but it's more for the the full spec but i think like you see a couple of banks having uh, some departments now of like for family offices and they try to get the the wealth right which is not right. really uh, bankable so the whole thing on a yeah, kind of merge, but family offices is good for them because they can deal with many banks as well. You know, I want this bank for the loan. I want this one for the investment banking. I want this one for overdraft. So they can really play around with the bank. So it's good to have a structure. And then you, you basically pick the banks you want to, to work with for a different area you are in. So I think it's great. Yeah. You got a couple of um, awards already. And one of them was that you were part of the finalists, if I remember correctly, of the UBS Future of Finance Challenge. How was that event? Uh, that was great. It was back in uh, November. At the end of the day, I think we had a great time. We spent two days with the UBS uh, management team. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think it was eight companies selected for the European region. I think we were the only one for Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And we had a great time. So for day one was more mentoring, like giving an idea about your startup, how to improve it, how it can fit on the UBS uh, ecosystem. Yeah. And then the next day was pitching in front of uh, 200 people from, from UBS. So 
all in all, I think it was amazing, uh, amazing experience to get feedback from uh, from this uh, caliber of, of people. I think was was key for us. Absolutely. I mean, I had on the show I had Dirk Clay, who is the COO of the wealth management. Okay. And uh, he also said like that's what the key things they do to work with startups is to launch this kind of like innovation. Exactly. Yes. Um, Once every two years, I think it's a great initiative. Yeah. I would I would uh, urge like all the banks to do so. Okay. Interesting. To all the banks. Not just yeah, that's right. At the end of the day, you have to have this kind of because how do you dig and how do you find the right uh, startups, right? If you don't do some events or some competitions, I think it's, it's great to do this because you select the startup and then you can work with them. I think to have a one-on-one with um, the top management, I think for us, when we, when we were a startup, I think it's great. I'm not sure if I told you, but before uh, we started with Startup Show Season 2, what we um, did is a couple of off-record interviews with investors to understand what they are looking for in startups. Okay. So one of the key questions I always try to ask, uh, some questions that come directly from investors. Perfect, yeah. One of them is they want to know, specifically for early-stage startup, where they want to get to know the team a little better. Yeah. If you can elaborate on, let's say, your biggest failure and what you learned from it. Well, it's a bigger failure. It's not really a, a failure, but I would say that it takes time. Everything takes time. When you deal with banks, it takes ages. So, so the first time you say, okay, I'm going to open my startup, everything's going to be amazing. I'm going to have all the big banks after two weeks. But it takes like a couple of meetings. and It's a long process. So you feel like for startups, make sure that you take this into account money-wise and everything-wise. A cycle with banks will be maybe 12 months minimum. So make sure you have the, the money to, to stand and you have the patience and uh, on the side, you know, to make sure that uh, you build your company on, on top of that. But uh, the cycle for B2B solution, I think that will be the big uh, for me, like the unknown. I know it was so so slow, but now I know it and uh, we do adapt, yeah. When you look in the Swiss startup ecosystem, what do you see here in terms of, let's say, uh, how, how startups work together? Or like, is there anything that you would say, like, this is something we could, as the Swiss or the Zurich startup ecosystem, we could improve on? Or something that you would say, like, this is specifically good compared to other uh, ecosystems. At the end of the day, when we started like one year and a half ago, I saw more like competition than other things. And now for the past, uh, I say one year, six months, everybody wants to collaborate. I think that's great because we all have something unique. So if we manage to team up like three or four startups and go to banks, and that's our offering because it's my startup plus another one and we do integrate. I think it's amazing. So collaboration is a way forward and I see it happening in a in couple of fields. So I think it's, uh, it's just amazing, you know. I mean, Zurich is like kind of still small, you know. We have to uh, to team up and we have to take the best solution from everyone and uh, and try to improve the system, right? At the end of the day, I'm helping the banks, right? So we are here to help people. We're not here to disrupt anyone. So at the end of the day, we should have a proper offering that the bank can use and everybody going to benefit from this, I feel. So uh, collaboration is happening and it's uh, it's great, I guess. Absolutely. I, I certainly agree. I also try to have some initiatives to show we should work more together. Yeah. Um, but I think the next step will be also to think on a global level. I think uh, we should conquer the world and not just Switzerland. Yeah, that's right. You have a lot of initiative. If you look at the Association of FinTech, you know, they yeah. try to reach to Singapore, to London. So I think this is, uh, is good as well. You know, they have events in Singapore that are great and we can exchange ideas. So this is an ecosystem and wealth management at the end is not huge. So if you know your, your peers, I mean, you can really like uh, face the challenges more easily. Yeah. And us, Switzerland, we are known for wealth management. Exactly, and we are like serious and we, do, we know what we do. So I think it's a, it's a good uh, stamp, you know, of uh, Absolutely. Realty. Absolutely. So before um, the interview, I publi- published on various social media channels uh, whether people have questions for you. And someone, um, a good friend of mine who's currently living in South Africa, he asked me through WhatsApp the following question. Now, you have to keep in mind he, he is um, looking um, you know, for different uh, career paths. 
and he's very much interested in the future of wealth management and how he can uh, develop himself. So he, here's the question. How can you develop an international wealth management career and what are the most important tools in wealth management? Okay, so that the question would be targeted to wealth management in corporation or wealth management in startup area? Uh, well, that's a good question. I would ask him if I could, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, if it's corporation, if it's a bank, you know, I would, uh, I would pick the department you like. So the department that is uh, within the bank, which is expanding. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then location is key as well. So if you want to be in wealth management, I would say like Geneva would be nice or the whole of Switzerland or maybe London or Singapore, Hong Kong. So it really depends on which kind of area you're targeting. But I think location is key and the department is key. So you need to really know what you want. Whether you like, you could be a banker, so you are like looking for clients, or you could be the, the advisor, you're advising clients. So a couple of things to, to understand when you talk about wealth management. But I think location and the, the department you are in would be the two key things to, mm-hmm. to look at. And what about from the startup perspective? Then you have to understand the issues that wealth management is facing. So it's always good to build a startup once you are like you have been you have been inside you know so you have to look at a at a problem and try to resolve it the best way possible so that's why you have so many robot advisors and i feel you know there's a lot of issues when you talk about wealth management i think the everybody would agree that it's kind of old fashioned industry it's evolving of course so you're still a lot of things to do yeah mm-hmm. absolutely okay very good so Ellie black thank you very much for asking the question Thank you very much uh, for your answering and um, make sure to subscribe to the channels so you can see next time I'm hosting a new guest. Number one, what's your best advice for getting customer feedback? But it's easy to reach out to them, right? I mean, just don't be shy and just ask for feedback. They're going to give it to you like uh, bluntly. So now when they give feedback, you have to make sure that they are real feedback. So sometimes people want to be nice, right? So you have to dig a bit into the, the <laughs> issue and make sure you have a, a proper feedback. But I mean, the, the best feedback are the feedback that you can prove, right? So if they, it's kind of bad feedback, for me, is the best because you can say, okay, that's great. Let me try to, to improve. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you use specific tools for this? Or you just phone phone calls? I think the best is phone call or meetings. I love to have coffee with people. For instance, they, they should have time for sure, but face-to-face is the best. Then otherwise you have a couple of tools, you know, even emails or a call would be would be great. But if you manage to meet with the person, I think it's, it's the best. It's still the best, yeah. What messaging platform does your team use to communicate efficiently? Messaging platform we use, so we use Telegram. Yeah. So that's for us. Otherwise, the emails are great. Otherwise, we use um, Trello. That's more for the yes. management, exactly. And then Hotspot, if I pronounce it correctly, to Hotspot. follow up. Yeah, exactly. To follow up on the on the emails, and then you um, you uh, you save all your contacts as well. So these tools, I think, uh, are key. And for me, it's uh, LinkedIn is kind of important. So uh, I don't really use Facebook. It's more LinkedIn and Twitter. But it really depends on the company. But the channels I mentioned, I think, are mm-hmm. essential. Finish the sentence. The most important character for an entrepreneur is? Perseverance, if it's an English word. Yes. Uh, yeah, perseverance, yeah, I would say. So you have to, you have to just go and, and make it, you know. There's no time to, like to, <laughs> to say, oh, why not? And maybe it's not going to work. You just get go and, uh, and get the clients and work on it. And uh, you have so many issues you're going to face. Just take them into consideration, but just move on, you know. That's super important. Sure. Share some practical advice. How do you get your initial paying clients? Could be a bit of both, right? It's like uh, some advertising. Mm-hmm. But the thing that happened to us is more like uh, people you, you know that presenting people that they know. So it's a kind of a, so that's a good thing with Switzerland, you know. Everybody seems to like get to, uh, to know each other and know each other. So at the end of the day, you reach to one person who's going to give you uh, the name of uh, or the, 
the contact detail of another person, and then you can get to the match. So don't. So the thing is to reach out to people. You know, do, go to conferences, do do things. You know, just not to stay in the office in front of your computer. So you have to go out there yet to get the clients. That's, yes, uh, that's what, what we do. Yes, and the last one. What would you like to see in the next five years in your ecosystem? What I like to see, I like to see a lot of things. You know, so that's uh, that's the story. <laughs> yeah, too many things maybe. No, I want to see, uh, in my area, I want to see the blockchain really to develop, you know, and uh, for me, it's important to connect with other startups doing blockchain. I want to, like, all the startups doing one blockchain. It could be, like, uh, IBM, it could be Ethereum. I want all the ecosystem to bridge the gap, you know, so uh, there's uh, something called Cosmos, so all the blockchain would communicate. I think that's key, you know. So if you only do an ecosystem for one thing, it's the same with a token, right? If you have a token doing one thing, another token doing one thing, I think it's kind of useless. So everything has to communicate. So I want to see more like synergies among uh, among startups and uh, and the ecosystem. I think people should work with each other, you know, because otherwise you're renting the wheel every time and that's not um, the best uh, the best way it should be. Absolutely. I would like you to give us some kind of expert advice where you feel you are the expert that you can give us some advice on. On what? The advice? Well, you can either entrepreneurship, fintech, wealth management. Maybe you have a good wealth management tool or skill. That no, I think it's, I think the thing is a lot of people, you know, it's not an advice, but a lot of people would, uh, would tend to be shy about like creating their own company. So maybe it's not the right moment. Maybe I have a loan or everything. I think if you feel something, if you, if you um, analyze and if you find a problem you, um, you want to solve, just go for it, you know, just to work on it while you maybe you're a bit uh, kind of working in a, in a corporation, but just, you know, do the jump and, uh, and make sure that you set up your own thing. Otherwise, you are, you're going to regret it, right? I know so many people who like now are retiring and say, oh, I should have done this, done that. So it's okay to fail, right? There's always going to be a like corporation you're going to go back to. So the idea is to take the risk and, and set up something, yeah? I think the thing you're going to take out of it is going to be great. So just do it at the end. Okay, so just do it. I guess that's a nice yeah, way to exactly, end yeah. the show for real this time. <laughs> thank you very much for being on the show. Thank I you really so much, appreciate yeah. it. And thank you very much, everybody, who stayed all the way till the end and for tuning in today. And I'll see you next week with a new episode of The Startup Show. Have a great day. Thank you.